Hey everybody, it's Kai. This is Politics Inside Out. It's a marketplace thing we do in these opening weeks of the Trump administration and and for a while, well, pre-Trump administration, I guess you might say, and and for a while thereafter. Um, It's me and uh, our Washington, D.C. Bureau Chief, uh, Andrea Seabrook. Hello. Hello. Uh, All right. Today we're going to go to something that has not gotten a whole lot of press the last 10 days, 12 days, whatever it is, um, mostly because um, the Democratic candidate lost this election. We're going to talk about the Democratic economic platform from here, where they grow, how they regroup, what they're going to do it. Can they do it? Um, And to start things off, we're going to play a piece of tape from the incoming Senate Majority Leader. His name is Chuck Schumer. He's a senior senator from the great state of New York. Uh, And here's what he said on NBC the other day. We did not have the kind of strong, bold, and pointed economic message that appealed to these people. And uh, a message that talked about how rigged the system was in Washington. Setting aside for a minute, Andrea, that Chuck Schumer has been in Washington since I was uh, uh, probably in college, uh, discussed this. I mean, they didn't really have a thing that got to the message that Trump won with. Okay, you have to bear with me, censors, American censors. This is a podcast. Yeah, no, that's fine. It's a podcast. There was a Onion headline after 9-11. Do you remember it? I don't, but go ahead. Iconic. It was, holy fucking shit. That is what Democrats have had this <laughs> last... It's like, holy fucking shit what happened you know they are dealing with the fact that the entire electoral map has changed the people who never come out for elections came out for elections to vote uh that those people are creating a backlash of some kind to the last eight years uh and maybe more that trade you know what they thought was like a little bernie sanders rebellion uh became became a giant thing what's so amazing from my insider perspective is that this entire what i'm supposed to be talking about right now is republicans in the wilderness what i am talking about right (laughs) Right, now right right is democrats in the wilderness all right so do i hear you saying that that for all of what chuck schumer was talking about uh, rank-and-file Democrats and Democrats sort of in the mid-range are uh, sitting there licking their wounds saying, oh, my God, what happened? And they're not yet able to focus on what's going on? Absolutely. I mean, I huh. you know, from everyone I talk to, the Democrats are still in total disarray. They cannot figure out what, 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 what? And they're mm-hmm. saying to themselves... Well, we won the popular vote. Well, we won the popular vote. Oh, well, yeah, wait, no, wait, we yeah, won the popular yeah, vote. No, I know, I know. And 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 you get that, right? You you I understand why they're saying that. But yes. and and I I for the life of me don't understand what purpose they're trying to achieve. You know, I went out on Twitter the other day and asked this question, what are you trying to get done politically? And to mm-hmm. a person they came back and said, "We want to make sure that people understand Donald Trump doesn't have a mandate." That may well be the case, but the man won fair and square. And and yeah. the longer you st- keep talking about, well, he he didn't win the popular vote, the less you are concentrating on the steps forward. Yeah, it actually <laughs> it actually reminds me of the Republican Party post uh, Obama's first win. You know, you're going to spend all your time thinking about what coulda, woulda, shoulda instead of what does the world look like now and how do we, you know, what do we actually believe that, it, you know, ignites voters in those that's, places? No, that's that's a great line. And it's a segue to the second piece of tape. And it's Chuck Schumer once again talking about 
Um, and I get that this is his job now, right? He's got to talk about where they go. But this is the exact conundrum the Democrats have. Let's run that piece, Dave. I don't think there should be a choice. You know, people say, well, should we go after the Obama coalition or the blue-collar workers? A bold, strong economic message will unite both of them, both groups. It'll appeal to the uh, worker in Oakland County, the factory worker, the college student in Los Angeles, the single mom uh, trying to get above minimum wage in Harlem. You know, it's interesting. So all of those people that Schumer mentioned were people who, in theory, should have voted for Hillary Clinton, but who, in some numbers, not to be ignored, voted for Donald Trump, the Republican. Don't you find it kind of weird that Chuck Schumer is standing there? I believe that was in the Ohio clock corridor in the House, yeah, in the yeah. Senate side. Oh, you standing are standing there talking Ohio about Ohio clock. Corner. I know. I'm sorry. It's cool, though. The story of the what? Ohio clock is very cool. You should Google it and look it up. It's very cool. But anyway, it's very ahead. cool. Standing there saying, should we go after this coalition or should we go after that? You know, he is not. You know what he's not saying? He's not saying we believe this and we believe that matters to Mm. Americans. Oh, that's what he is saying. What he is saying is a very intensely insidery political message. How do we get to win again? Essentially. Uh. It's not like it's some nefarious plot. The Democrats believe that they speak for every man. You know, ultimately, like if you even look after at the this, you part- think they still you think they still believe that even after the results of this election. And yes, I know she yes. won a popular vote, but even with there what is, we've learned, as you some- said on the first, even after we've learned uh, what you said on the first podcast, right? The first one we did the day after election, how much we've learned about ourselves. Do you think Democrats mm-hmm. still believe that they res- represent every man in this economy? I do think so. I do think they believe that. And I think there is actually some uh, evidence to back that up. All of the people who don't vote or can't vote would likely vote for Democrats, or at least it would be skewed Mm -hmm. much more towards Democrats. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's inner city people. It's people with uh, less education. But of the electorate, meaning the people who actually go out and vote, they lost. Yeah, they lost the Electoral College. So I think... Democrats have to figure out how they're going to talk about this. And I think rightly so. Chuck Schumer, who, by the way, you said uh, it's his job to talk. It's always been Chuck Schumer. Chuck Schumer's job to talk. (laughs) The man doesn't stop talking. Right, 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 right. right. Ever. Uh, And so, you know, whatever that means. But like, you know, he understands that no one is going to be listening to that particular cut of tape, um, as we call it. Then people on the inside um, say, you know, he, he gets to say, well, should we go for this solution? Should we go for that? But really what he needs to be broadcasting, what the Democrats need to be broadcasting if they want to be relevant, is actually why what we believe matters to you, America, because I think that's actually the one thing that Donald Trump got right. Well, okay. so let me actually change to the other side of the Capitol Rotunda now to the House. Where uh, Senate Min- uh, where House Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi, former Speaker, is in, I would say, and I'll be curious to to get your take on this, is in no small amount of of political trouble within her caucus. They have delayed a leadership vote. She is being challenged outright, incredibly, for the first time in a number of years. Um, first of all, do you believe she's in actual trouble, or is this just uh, uh, going through the motions? I'm pausing. Um, Ooh, that's a very pregnant pause. Wow. Hmm. <laughs> well, you know, right? She is, a, I wouldn't call it actual trouble. I think she may not 
be the next minority leader of the House of Representatives. Hmm. I think it's I do think it is possible that Tim Ryan of Ohio, mm-hmm. Youngstown, Ohio, um, yep. who is the main challenger to her, could become the next minority leader, the next Democratic leader in the House of Representatives. I don't think that means that Nancy Pelosi is in trouble because I don't think well, that... Well, I mean, she's always going to have her housey, right? She can have that until she doesn't want it anymore. But if she loses power, then she is, by definition, has been in trouble. Yes. Yeah. I think what I'm... Yeah. I think what I think what I'm sort of... Um, What's giving me that pause? Okay, what's giving me... Okay, let me think out loud. Yes, what's giving me that pause is that Nancy Pelosi is so deeply respected by so many Democrats that even losing the minority leader position or the top of the Democratic Party, I don't think would be that much of a ding on her reputation. I'm not sure how long she would stay. She's in her mid-70s. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think we're talking about dings on the reputation. We're talking about the, a, a restructuring of the power hierarchy in, uh, right. the, in the Democratic caucus in the House. Now, le, so yes. l- let me get to Tim Ryan. Right, um, yes. he was on uh, uh, Morning Edition a week or two a week ago after the election, as mm-hmm. this challenge that he is mounting uh, got publicity. And the first question was basically, "What's wrong with the way things are?" And his the first answer was, "We don't win. We keep losing." That's what's the matter with Nancy Pelosi. In that vein, let me play another piece of tape um, talking about the economic message that uh, was run on in this campaign by both Trump and Hillary Clinton. Listen to this piece of tape. Here it is. The economic message was the message, manufacturing, you know, and and we realize we're not going to build steel mills that were in 50 or 60 years ago, but what's the new economy look like? What's America 2.0 look like? And Democrats should be leading this charge, advanced manufacturing, additive manufacturing, the 3D printing stuff. That's a huge sector of the economy that's going to grow. Renewable energy. You want to bring manufacturing back? Let's start making windmills and solar panels. There's 8,000 component parts in a windmill, gear shifts, hydraulics. That's the stuff we make in places like Youngstown. All right. So here's the deal. Donald Trump ran almost explicitly on the we are bringing back steel mills and coal mining jobs and all of that stuff. Hillary Clinton ran on. She actually went to a high tech manufacturing thing and gave a high tech manufacturing speech and said this stuff and didn't win. That's because Hillary Clinton. I, I, You know, I think one thing I keep saying to all my friends and family who I talk to and I have friends and family across (laughs) the political spectrum, but I keep telling them. Donald Trump, if you know, the mandate that Donald Trump has, and I do believe he has one, is about bringing jobs back. It is not about or or, or keeping jobs here. It is not about a specific kind of job. It is not about health care, frankly. It is not about any number of things that he or other people may claim as his mandate. He clear to me, looking at all of the numbers, that this man, people went out and voted for him because they wanted to keep their jobs, because they wanted middle class jobs to be possible in the United States. And so I think slicing and dicing it up into what kinds of jobs isn't as useful as talking about how each candidate said, really gave their message about what it was. Donald Trump went out there and said, no, I will bring jobs back. No, I will right. make jobs I, here. 
Hillary Clinton said, in the future, we are going to right, make right, sure right. that there are more jobs. You see what I mean? There's like a difference. I, I know, in, I, I know, really, exa- I know yeah, exactly it's emotional. what you mean. The, I totally get that. The crazy making part is that just, for instance, coal, right? Those coal jobs are not coming back, not because of any regulatory device by the administration, Democratic or Republican. They're not coming back because of government investment or disinvestment. They are not coming back because natural gas is cheaper than coal and market forces rule this economy. And the idea that people voted for Donald Trump when he was saying things that cannot be true is the thing that makes all of this head-shakingly crazy. It does, because you're being rational. You have to oh, stop well, that. Okay, I'll stop that. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't mean to demean. I don't mean to demean I everyone. This is American politics. Yeah, it no, is. I, yeah. It is. And I, you know what? Frankly, I don't. I don't think that's so bad. I mean, I've been through the process over the last, I don't know, couple decades of my life. Oh, you it, make you it know, sound like you're a thousand years old. Cut it out. I'm just. Let me grab yeah, my right. cane. Um, hey, but like, get off my lawn. Yeah, right. But you know what? I'm not sure it's fair for people who think, quote unquote, rationally or in their own self-interest to say that other people aren't. Um, Fair point. uh, And ouch, by the way. Sorry. This is judge. This is like making a couple logical leaps. But, you know, it's okay to vote for somebody who says something that you believe could and should happen. The, The jeopardy right now is for Donald Trump. The guy has right. promised right. things that we know That's a good rationally it is 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 not they are not possible. Now that doesn't mean that there won't be jobs in coal country. And if mm-hmm. he can come up with a way to make jobs go to coal country, I don't think people in coal country care whether or not they're coal jobs. They care whether or not there hmm. are jobs. And so I'm not willing to completely undermine that either. It's just that let's be realistic. Hmm. This is not about being able to bring back coal jobs or steel jobs or whatever the 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 let's say the economy of the mid 20th century. That's mm-hmm. not going to happen. We know it's not going to happen. But this is the one man who said in the race I'm here for you. I'm here to bring these things back to you. And people voted for him. And like I said, the jeopardy right now is for Donald Trump. If he cannot do it by the time of the next election, he's got real serious problems. Sorry to keep talking, but, you know, just but Tim Ryan is a Democrat from Youngstown, Ohio. This is about that. Yeah. Right. This is a a place that used to be a manufacturing hub that is no longer that, uh, you know, is a real working class place. And, you know, he 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 is the kind of guy who's he's coming in and saying, you know what, in this point in time, I need to be the one or someone like me needs to be the one leading the Democratic Party, because obviously Mm -hmm. we have a we have a thing in our country and yep. and a liberal from San Francisco who has been right. the status quo for, right. you know, 20 years is probably well, 15 is probably not the person who should lead our party. And, and I think that's why and he's, he's got this. Right. He's got the street cred with the white working class. Right. Is that what he we does? Are? Much yeah. more street yeah, yeah. cred than, say, Nancy Pelosi. Uh, all right, we're going to go. Uh, having learned two things uh, in this podcast today, one is the phrase of the day that Je- the jeopardy is with Donald Trump uh, because the jeopardy has already been imposed on Hillary Clinton, and and now we're going to see what happens with Mr. Trump. Also, uh, me getting put in my place by my partner. <laughs> 
she how is. Did I do she. That? Uh, you got to own it. I got to own it. No, no, I did. You have to I got to tell me own. how. I don't. I'm, I'm oh, confused. I, it, no, it's it's because Say, oh, I was I was I was being rational, and and politics is so inherently emotional, and that's a totally it's a totally fair point, and I I absolutely appreciate it, and I will bear it in mind. Um, and you're dead to me. No, I'm just kidding. She is at Radio Babe. I am uh, at Kyra Rosdahl. The show is at Marketplace. Um, hit us up, and we'll do some more questions probably later this week. Well, no, probably not later this week, but um, early next week. How about that? My guess is we're taking what? Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off just because, you know, holidays. I don't know. That's Maybe what I'm I'll just like, we, we could just We'll see what like the producers say. All right. All right. We got to go. Bye. Bye. <laughs> this is APM.